Hello, beautiful. It's Shannon here at Finally F and Happy, and I am super excited about today's episode because I'm going to dive into one of the elements that happiness experts say is one of the most important things to living a happiness lifestyle, and that is called the morning routine. And before you go, oh, I don't have a morning routine, mornings are hard for me, here's the deal. Everybody has a morning routine. It's just about whether yours is supportive or not. And so I will leave you with some tangible takeaways that you can experiment in your morning routine so your morning can be nourishing and supportive as opposed to chaotic and sleepy. Hey, beautiful, and welcome to Finally and Happy, a podcast and community for kick-ass can-do women who just happen to be living with some kind of chronic illness. My name is Shannon Clank, happiness coach and self-care strategist, and I also happen to be one of those kick-ass can-do women living with chronic illness. I am a self-proclaimed science of happiness junkie and certified professional life coach, passionate about helping women be kind to themselves. I believe that happiness is not a feeling that just magically appears out of thin air. And it is not actually about feeling happy all the time. Happiness is a place where all emotions are welcome. And it is a practice that you can cultivate and get really, really good at, no matter what's going on around you. In this podcast, I share tons of practical, real-life happiness hacks, self-care strategies, and bring you some of my most favorite guests to share their wisdom so that you too can ignite and enrich your own happiness. I am absolutely thrilled that you are here for today's episode. So before we dive into the nuances of the morning routine, I am super excited to share a quick word about today's sponsor, Kat Curia at Your Inspired Words. Kat makes these affirmation cards called Messages to Myself. Go check them out on her website at yourinspiredwords.com. And the thing I love about these affirmation cards is that for me, affirmations only resonate if they are really authentic and genuine to what's going on with me. And that's what makes Kat's cards so special and unique. On the one side is her affirmation or thought for the day. So like today, I picked commit to yourself, captivated by courage to make things happen. And after a few deep breaths and a moment of meditation, on the back side of the card is a blank space where I get to write my own words, my own affirmation. And I know that the word courage, the root of the word courage, is kur, which is a French word meaning heart. And so courage comes from the heart. And so I wrote in my own words, commit to your heart, Shannon. Courage comes from your heart. Commit to your courage. It takes courage and it takes heart to live your biggest life. Oh my goodness, that affirmation resonates so sweet and so true for me. And you can go be inspired by your own words by checking out Kat's messages to myself at yourinspiredwords.com. And also to let you know, Kat and I will be hosting a free Befriend Your Inner Critic workshop. 
Tuesday, September 28th at 11 a.m. Eastern. You can get all the details on my website, finallyeffinhappy.com. Click on Coaching and Courses, or you can go to bit.ly backslash Befriend Your Inner Critic 2021. There'll be a link in the show notes, so it's super easy to find. And I really hope you join us for some fun and really tangible, practical tools to stop beating yourself up. Oh, I hope we see you there. Okay, let's get into today's episode. Okay, so I was inspired to do this episode on the morning routine because my morning routine has totally been turned upside down. I dropped my baby off at school last weekend. He is the youngest of four, and every day of my life for the last 27 years has been defined by a child's schedule. I have four kids. I am a bio mom, a step mom, an adoptive mom, a doggy mom. You name it, I got mom covered. And here I am walking around part party, part heartbreak at this new season of my life. And so I pulled a page out of my coaching playbook that I share with clients all the time. We dive into what are the essentials of your self-care and what does your morning routine look like? Okay, pretty much every healthcare, self-care, wellness guru talks about the morning routine. And when they would talk about the morning routine, I would totally turn off because part of my chronic condition includes substantial exhaustion and mornings have always historically been super challenging for me. And I sort of thought morning routines are really great for those people who are morning people. But here's the reality. You have a morning routine, whether you know it or not. You have a morning routine. It's just a matter of whether that routine is supportive or not. Your morning routine might look like you hitting the snooze button five times, waking up 12 minutes late, running around like a chicken with your head cut off, trying to make sure you get enough coffee and, oh my God, you had intended to pack lunch, but you don't have time now, so... You're going to have to swing by the ATM to get some cash. Oh, God, I just totally dated myself by saying that. You're going to have to buy lunch, but, oh, man, do you have enough money for lunch? Oh, my gosh, is it soccer? Do the kids have their soccer bags packed? Throwing everybody in the car trying to get out the door. Now, that is a routine. If it's something that happens in your life over and over again, by definition, it is a routine. It's just a matter of whether that routine is supportive or not. And your routine just may not be supportive. So you have one, and I'm here to encourage you and let you know and cheer you on that you can begin to add more supportive elements into your morning to set a more empowering foundation to your day. And it doesn't have to be some big, huge overhaul or some big up-level Little tiny baby steps can absolutely make a difference. Okay, so the first thing is, let's just talk about the word alarm clock, right? What is an alarm intended to do? By definition, an alarm is intended to trigger your fight or flight 
instinct. When you wake up with that fight or flight feeling, you know that it just doesn't feel very good. So are there ways to just adjust that alarm clock? So here are some ideas. There are products out there. You can either buy an alarm clock that will wake you up using light. You can buy an alarm clock. There's one, I've never used it, but I've watched it online. It makes me laugh every time. It's called Clocky, C-L-O-C-K-Y. And it's literally a clock like on wheels and it literally rolls off your nightstand when you try and hit snooze. And so in order to get the alarm to stop going off, you have to get out of bed in order to go find the alarm clock to turn it off, right? Super funny, I would find it super irritating. However, the other, you know, we've all tried this, putting an alarm on the other side of the room or having two or three alarm clocks. But again, we're triggering that fight or flight which always isn't the gentlest or most supportive way to start the day. I have a meditation mantra song that I have set on my cell phone. I do use my cell phone as my alarm clock, which there are plenty of people who would say to not have your phone by your bed. However, I do because then I have this super peaceful meditative mantra sound that starts to wake me up very first thing in the morning. So what is it for you that would feel gentle and supportive as that quote unquote alarm? Okay, so let's say the alarm goes off. Here's the second thing. And this has been probably the hardest for me is to stop hitting the snooze button. And here's why. And I am the queen of snooze. I actually, <laughs> it was the one thing I didn't tell my now husband because he is one of those people where the alarm goes off and he like just gets out of bed. I hit the snooze button five times and I knew that that was going to make him crazy. And so I was like, I'm not going to tell him that that's sort of how I do it. And we're going to see how this goes when we move in together, which was years and years and years and years ago but I really am the queen of snooze. And so I didn't stop snoozing until I learned this piece of information, which is when you hit the snooze button, biologically what you're doing is you're now starting to fragment your sleep. And so you can't get back into a deep sleep after you've hit the snooze button. So any sleep that you do get, right, those seven minutes in between the 10 minutes of the snooze button is usually very light and unsatisfying. And it's not a nourishing deep sleep. If for some reason you do start sliding into a deeper sleep, you now have started a new sleep cycle. And that sleep cycle, when the snooze button goes off again, you've now interrupted that sleep cycle. And I'll tell you, there is no amount of food, no amount of coffee, no amount of cold shower or exercise that's going to shake off an uncompleted sleep cycle. And you end up spending the day feeling more edgy or groggy or just unpleasant most of the day. I have so experienced that. I am assuming you have experienced that too. And that's some of the biology behind that snooze button. So it actually does us biologically more of a detriment than it does good, even though in the moment we think it feels really, really, really good. Okay, so 
how to switch the snooze button thing. You know, you've probably heard of the five second rule. It is one of my favorites. I do use it a lot in my life. And the five second rule is you say five, four, three, two, one. And by the time you get to one, your agreement with yourself is that your feet are gonna be on the floor. And once your feet are on the floor, you are moving in the right direction. So again, for those of us who live with chronic conditions that include some element of exhaustion, mornings are really hard for me. Those first 20 or 30 minutes in the morning, and it really doesn't matter how much sleep I've gotten or like, it's just part of the nature of who I am. And if that is you, when I put my feet on the floor, I have a couple of different tweaks and strategies that I use to keep me in that forward momentum because I am one who would lay my head back down on my pillow even after I got my feet on the floor. So here are some ideas when you get your feet on the floor. So the first is to feel the four corners of your feet on the floor. So I will roll my feet. You can roll your feet forward a little bit to feel the two forward corners and then back just a little bit to feel the two back corners and then outward to feel the two outward points, and then inward to feel the two inward points. And now you have the four corners of your right foot and your left foot grounded. Sometimes you can envision roots coming from the bottom of your feet into the nourishing, healthy source of earth to support you. I like to see the four corners of each foot as sort of a tunnel of light. And there is light running down from my feet into the earth. And once it connects with the greater spirit, I can feel that light and energy coming back up through that tunnel into my feet, into my body, into my spirit. So those are two ways to ground yourself as you get started in your day. Now, sometimes I am so sleepy that I can't do even that amount of visualization. And so even just putting your hands on your heart and your hand on your belly and taking three mindful breaths, and they don't have to be super deep or super formal or anything like that, just the process of hand on your heart, hand on your belly, three breaths to start your day. That helps to bring me into my body to start me as I move onward. Okay, the next tip that I would give you, and this is a really hard one, is take a social media time out. Take a time out from whatever electronic device you go to instantaneously. Now, if you're like me, I would be like, okay, well, let me just set the timer on my cell phone. Yeah, no, 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 no. So seriously, if you can take a 10 to 15 minute social media timeout, cell phone timeout, electronic device timeout to start your day, that's gonna allow the synapses in your brain to fire in a way differently than if you were looking at your electronics. And again, that's just gonna inform, it's just gonna feed your foundation for your day. So I would suggest at least a 15 minute social media freedom, cell phone freedom after you wake up. If you could do 30 minutes, that would be even better. But I know for a lot of us, that is just really not realistic. However, it might be on the weekends or you might be able to do that one day a week or something to that effect. Okay, so we've got the first few moments of your day 
dialed in. I told you we were going to dive into the minutia of the morning routine. <laughs> okay. But the other things that are commonly referred to in the morning routine are food, hydration, movement, and meditation. So let's just break those down a little bit in ways that are realistic. And before I break these down, my next suggestion is to have a shorter morning routine and a longer morning routine and to actually put pen to paper about them. Write them down. Put them in a note in your phone. Write them in your journal. The act of writing them creates an intention. It creates a commitment. And not that you're going to be perfect to it every day, but it allows for you to make that commitment to you to providing nourishing and supporting moments in the foundation of your day. Sort of like the affirmation that I read from Kat at the beginning of this program. Okay, so back to our hydration, nourishment, and movement and meditation. So I'm gonna start with hydration and nourishment. I know you know what works best for you in the morning, so. If you are a breakfast person and breakfast is really important to you, the rule of thumb is eat real food wherever possible. Like if you love your processed food, I'm not here to tell you to eat clean or eat processed food or don't, although I would really encourage you to eat clean because it's anti-inflammatory and it really supports your health. But whatever is your jam is your jam. However, if you are a processed food eater, I would encourage you to eat real food first thing in the day. So whether that's avocado toast or hard-boiled egg or oatmeal or overnight oats, something that is real, not processed food to start your day if breakfast is your thing. If breakfast isn't your thing, if you're like, I, I don't, I just, I'm not hungry in the morning. I don't like to eat. Cool. So make breakfast foods, like have breakfast foods for lunch or dinner, if that's your thing. I'll tell you, for me, a lot of times breakfast foods are very sweet and I get sick of eating eggs for protein in the morning. And so a lot of times I eat whatever protein is left over from last night's dinner for breakfast because A, it's real food, B, it's protein, and it's just what gets the job done for me. All right, so now let's talk about Hydration. Hydration really starts the night before, and it starts the night before because to really have success in this area, the best thing to do is to set your water up the night before. And whether you're setting your water up just to have your first eight ounces in the morning or whether you're setting all of your water up for the next day, doesn't really matter but that you are setting up whatever you need very first thing in the morning to get some hydration and water in you. You have now gone six hours, eight hours, 12 hours, however long it's been since your last glass of water the day before. And your body needs that hydration as the fundamental nourisher for life for you and all of your functioning. So and I know you've heard a lot of these recommendations before. Lemon water is awesome first thing in the morning if your stomach can handle it. If your stomach can't handle it, just plain water is totally good enough. Okay, now let's talk about movement or exercise. 
Any health wellness guru that you hear from is going to tell you that exercise first thing in the morning is a great foundation to your day. Well, that is wonderful. But I'll tell you, for me and my family, it's something that I haven't been able to do on a consistent basis like ever. But I will share with you some of my own self-care strategies around movement in the morning. And the first one is if you can take five minutes simply to stretch, that will begin the awakening and the moving of oxygen throughout your body in a way that will allow you to wake up. So for me to exercise first thing in the morning is really not my best time of day. But if I can take even five minutes, ideally 15 minutes, but even five minutes to stretch, that that will begin to loosen your body, open it up, move the oxygen so that you can physically set a foundation for your day. Of course, if you can go for a walk, if you can step outside, if you can do a full workout first thing in your day, that is ideal. But for those of us where that just doesn't seem a possibility, don't cut out movement and exercise completely as part of your morning routine. And this is why I think it's really important to write down the elements of your morning routine in a short bullet list. And I have a shorter morning routine and a longer morning routine. Because if I were to do all of these things every day, I would spend an hour and a half every morning doing my morning routine. I just don't have that kind of time or energy. I don't know, maybe now that my son's at school, I might have that kind of space, but previously in my life, I haven't had that kind of time or space. So I had a shorter routine and a longer routine. Because when I can take a 30-minute walk with the dog first thing in the morning as my morning movement and exercise, I can also double time that with my prayer and meditation and intention while I'm walking, but that's a different topic for just a minute from now. But when I can take a longer walk, it's not like it's now just totally thrown off my routine. When I have more time to fit in a longer session of exercise or a longer session of prayer meditation, that's awesome. But when I don't have the time or I don't have the physical energy, I can also get all the nourishing foundational elements of my morning routine into the day. Are you getting some great ideas from today's episode? Well, let's take a really quick break because I want to let you know about some happenings at Finally F and Happy. On Tuesday, September 28th at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Kat Coria of Your Inspired Words and I are hosting a free Befriend Your Inner Critic workshop. Seriously, I know that you talk to yourselves in ways that you would probably never talk to pretty much anyone, certainly not your best friend, but for some reason it's okay to talk to you that way. I am going to introduce you to a five-step process to befriend that inner critic and really change your inner dialogue. And Kat is gonna complement that with her amazing messages to myself affirmation cards. So if you wanna stop being so incredibly harsh on yourself and really transform that inner dialogue to something that is kind and supportive and generous, come join us. It's free, September 28th, 
To sign up, go to bit.ly backslash befriendyourinnercritic2021. All one word, no spaces. We hope to see you there, but most importantly, we hope that you begin this journey to change your inner dialogue to befriend your inner critic. Now, let's get back to the show. Okay, so let's talk about this next piece being morning meditation, intention, or prayer, whatever you want to call it. I oftentimes hear people say, I'm never going to be one of those people who wakes up an hour before the rest of my family to have that quiet time. It's just not me, and don't ask me to do it. Well, here's the great news. I would never ask you to do that if that's not your thing. If it is your thing, oh my gosh, dive into it and make it happen. But if it's your not your thing, here are a few morning suggestions. So what is your intention for this day? And be as specific as you can be. So rather than saying something like, well, I have an intention to have an awesome day, pick one specific thing about the day and be intentional with it. So for example, maybe you're going to decide that today when you're at work, you are going to take a five-minute walking break every 45 minutes or every hour, whatever that's going to be for you. And so today, I am going to take a break. I'm going to get up from my desk and take a five-minute walking break every 45 minutes because I feel awesome and connected and more productive when I do that. One specific logistical thing that you are going to hold in intention as you go through your day. Now, if spiritual connection is something that really speaks to you, take some time. You may already do this or may already know this, but take some time to really connect with, like, what's your thing? Do you enjoy Christian prayer and meditation? Maybe you enjoy the Jesus Calling books or the soap journals from Horatio Printing, which I couldn't recommend any more highly. They are awesome. Or maybe you'd rather read the spiritual teachings about love from the Sufi mystic Rumi, or you're studying mindfulness from Thich Nhat Hanh or Pema Chodron, or you have some other spiritual source from your Hindu tradition or Jewish tradition, or maybe you prefer the works of Joe Dispenza and Abraham Hicks. Maybe you want something more generalized but still very heart-centered. And so I might recommend Oprah's The Wisdom of Sundays. Whatever speaks to your heart, what's most important is that you take some time to make those resources available at your fingertips so that you're not taking a lot of time in the morning to access that spiritual sourced information. So I have my most favorite readers right here at my desk. I have some apps. And every Sunday when I do my self-care essentials and I set my goals and focus and intention for the week ahead, I pick what is the one book or the one spiritual reference I am going to go to every morning or every time I sit down to spiritually connect. And the reason for this is so that 
When you are in the middle of a very busy day or a very busy morning, you're not spending those precious moments trying to decide, well, what do I feel like reading or doing right now? What is really going to speak to my soul or my heart? It's like trying to pick the most perfect album. Remember in the old days when we had actual LPs and you had to pick the exact right one. It took more time than just a click of your thumb to get a new song on. It's sort of like that. So you're not spending those precious moments. You know you're going immediately to whatever it is that you have chosen to be the center point for your spiritual connection for that week. Now, on any given day, you might say, oh, God, I really don't want to write in that journal today. I just want to read out of this. I want to read a little something out of Oprah's Wisdom of Sunday book. And of course, go ahead and do that. But having pre-selected what your spiritual source is going to be for the week ahead will save you precious minutes on those days when you're just sort of like, meh. I know I want to sit and connect spiritually, but I'm not really feeling which direction I need to go in. You will already have the needed direction and the needed resources at your fingertips. And if all of that sounds super overwhelming and way too much information, okay, so you can try one of these three things. You can start with breath work. And again, putting your hand on your heart and your hand on your belly and just take a deep breath in. And once you have done that three times, you can move your hands up in the air, raising them to the sky. And as you exhale, bring your hands down slowly. And then from there, imagine how it's going to feel to accomplish what you need to get done today. Imagine it's the end of the day. It's 9.30, 10 o'clock. You're getting ready to go to bed. You have completed everything that you needed to complete today, and you've made movement in every area of task that you needed to make movement today. You have made good body choices and good mind choices, and it has been a successful day on many levels. Visualize how that will feel. Internalize how that will feel, not just for you, but also how it benefits the many people that you take care of every day. And with that visualization and in your heart and in your spirit, take one last deep breath and move into your day. And I share that very simple exercise with you because sometimes when people think about prayer and meditation or affirmations or intention and journal writing, we think of a long, committed amount of time. And if you have that time and if you have that desire and you have that focus, that is awesome. Do it. But if you don't have that time, the intention, the ability to connect with your heart and move into your day from that spirited place of self-nurture and self-love still is possible even within just a few minutes if it's done intentionally and mindfully. Okay, 
full disclaimer, this is not something that I do, but I do feel obligated to share it with you because any conversation about a morning routine would not be complete without what some of the biggest gurus of morning routines would share with you, which is some kind of cold shower or cold plunge. Again, full disclosure, this is so totally not something that I do. And obviously, if you have a chronic condition that impacts your heart or other kind of cardiovascular system, you would want to check with your medical team before doing anything like this. However, I will tell you that in all of my years of research and work, this suggestion comes up time and time again, and there is some scientific evidence behind how this awakens the body moves oxygen through the body, and can set a strong and solid foundation for the day. So if this is something that you do do on a regular basis, I would love to hear about it. So DM me, send me an email, tell me more. All right, and last but not least, for those of us souls who are not interested in a cold shower or a cold plunge, this last piece seems really obvious, but it is about building in the time every morning for you to get dressed. I was having a conversation with somebody just yesterday, and she said, you know, it's amazing when I get up and I get dressed and I feel good about what I'm wearing and how I've done my hair, and it's not perfect, but I've given myself that kind of time, care, and attention I have a better day. And so even if you're at home in your sweatpants, giving yourself the time and space to nurture your presentation absolutely sets a foundation for your day. And I'll be honest, I've tried all kinds of time-saving hacks here from putting my clothes out the night before, making sure my Hair is a certain way before I go to bed, which means I'll have to spend less time worrying about it in the morning. I mean, there's all kinds of time-saving hacks, but it really comes down to building in that time from the time the alarm goes off. I'm not going to hit the snooze button. I'm going to five, four, three, two, one, feet are on the ground, and honor giving yourself that time and that space to look and feel your best for that day, whatever it is for that day. Because if you live with a chronic condition, some days, quite frankly, you feel like crap. But can I still brush my teeth, put my face moisturizers on, put clean clothes on, even if it's a day where I'm not feeling really great? And then some days you get up and you do it all. You curl your hair even though you got nowhere to go. So whatever feeling and looking your best for that day means for you. And of course, some of these things start the night before, like making a commitment to yourself to go to sleep at a certain time. If your mornings are consistently crazy, the place where you need to start is committing to yourself to going to sleep or at least going to bed by a certain time. There is still a very active two-year-old that lives inside of me that says, you can't tell me when to go to bed. <laughs> and so if you have a two-year-old inside of you too, or maybe you're just a night owl, making a commitment to yourself 
to purposefully and intentionally dial down to get to bed by a certain time. So it may include using apps like Insight Timer or Calm. Frequently, I will use tapping or emotional freedom technique to dial down my thoughts so that I can rest enough to go to sleep. Oftentimes, commitment to our morning routine begins the night before. I know that was a lot of information because you know you best and everyone's morning routine looks a little bit different, but your morning routine does create the foundation for your day and you have influence and choice as to what you put into that foundation. And so this episode talked about the first 15 minutes when you wake up. Don't hit the snooze button, five, four, three, two, one. Anchor your feet on the floor. Give yourself a social media electronics timeout for the first 15 minutes. And then the basics are food, hydration, movement, and intention or spiritual connection. So which one of those feels most impactful, important for you? And if you're like, well, all of them, No, really, let's take a second and prioritize. How do you do that? Okay, you can answer this question. My day goes better when? Fill in the blank. Or alternatively, I'm in a funk all day if? Fill in the blank. There, you've got your priority. And now just make little tweaks in that one area of your morning routine. And remember, this routine should change. Perfection is not the goal. That we have seasons in the year, seasons in our lives. And as the year changes, as our lives change, this morning routine should change accordingly so that it nourish and nurtures exactly where we are in our lives right now. But I promise you that putting some effort and energy into creating a nourishing and nurturing morning routine as opposed to a chaotic morning routine really will pay off. There is plenty of research that shows those who have a consistent maybe imperfect, but somewhat consistent routine for that given season of their life, that it boosts their happiness, increases productivity, reduces stress, and gets you grounded and settled for your day. The benefits just so outweigh the amount of effort it takes to put towards your morning routine. So I really hope that you do more than just listen to this podcast episode, that you actually pick one area of your morning routine to nourish and nurture. Maybe you already have a morning routine and you just need to add a few little tweaks to create even more benefit. Or maybe you are one of those people where your morning routine is crazy and chaos and need to start from scratch. And so just start with those first five minutes of your day. Don't overhaul the whole thing at once. Take little baby steps. But whatever you do, I hope that you do more than just listen to this podcast and actually turn this knowledge into action. And if you need some help with that, I would be happy to offer you a 30-minute free coaching session just on your morning routine. 
So DM me, send me an email, let me know that you have listened to episode number 18 on morning routines, and we can schedule a free 30-minute coaching session to help you retool and reignite your morning routine so it really can ground you and settle you for your day ahead. Oh my goodness, that was a ton of information about morning routines. As you know, I am crazy passionate about teaching women how to be kind to themselves through radical self-care and authentically compassionate self-talk. So if you've heard something in today's episode that is helpful, given you a new idea, or you have a girlfriend who you either want to be your accountability buddy or could really use some of this information as well, will you do me a favor? Will you please write a comment in Apple Podcast? Share a review in Apple Podcast because that's how more women can find Finally and Happy. Or even better, take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your most favorite social media on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or TikTok or wherever you are at and tag me at Finally Effing Happy. And effing is spelled E-F-F-I-N-G. Or if you want to hang out some more, come join me in my private and free Facebook group. And to join the Facebook group, you can go to Facebook and search Finally F and Happy under groups, or you can go to bit.ly backslash Finally F and Happy group. But I know that Facebook isn't everybody's jam. And so if you're not on Facebook, but want to stay up to date on the latest offerings at Finally F and Happy, come join my email list. And you can do that at bit.ly, the effing email list, or go to my website, finallyeffinghappy.com, and you can get all of this information there. But most importantly, if you are struggling with your morning routine and you would like some free support, Go to my website, finallyeffinghappy.com, and up in the top right-hand corner, there's a big orange circle, and it says, book a call. Book a free coaching session with me, and we can walk through your morning routine or whatever other self-care, self-compassion support you might need right now. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for joining me today. I hope to see you at our free self-love Befriend Your Inner Critic workshop on September 28th. But until we get to connect next, be well and please be kind to you today.